turning together in God's word this evening to the Gospel of Matthew and to the fourth chapter, the Gospel of Matthew and the chapter four. We're going to read together from the first verse of the chapter, Matthew chapter four and the verse one. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the sea coast in the borders of Zabulon and Nephthalim that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zabulon and the land of Nephthalim, by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. We land there at verse 16. May the Lord add his own blessing to this public reading from his own precious and inspired word. Amen. The light of the world is Jesus. Matthew's Gospel, the chapter 4. And this evening I would draw to your attention the words of verse 16, where we can. We completed our Bible reading at that 16th verse, and that's my text of Scripture in the Gospel this evening. Matthew 4, the verse 16, The people which sat in darkness saw great light. 
and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. The people which sat in darkness saw great light. And I entitled the message this evening, Seeing the Light. Seeing the Light. Let's unite together in prayer. Ask the Lord for help in the ministry of his precious word. Our loving God and our gracious Heavenly Father, we do thank thee for this gospel meeting. We thank thee, our Father, that the door is open for the preaching of thy word. And we thank thee for the availability of thy word. We thank thee, O God, that we have it before us in our own language, that we can read that word and we can meditate together upon it. And we ask, O God, that each one of us might come to submit ourselves to the authority of that word and know that it is in truth the word of God. And we pray that thou wouldst use it tonight, our Father, to speak to each and to every heart and even to bring the wandering ones to the Saviour. Hear our prayer and give us help from heaven and now close us in to thee. We ask these things for Jesus' sake. Amen. In this portion of Scripture before us tonight, there are a number of places that are referred to, and those places would bring us into the region and to the area of Galilee. And if you were to look down the chapter there to the verse 12, it says, Now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee. And the verse 13, it mentions other places. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the sea coast in the borders of Zabulon and Nephthalim. And so we're thinking of these different locations and these different places, but they're all within that region that is termed Galilee. Zabulon and Nephthalim were the areas that were designated to the ancient tribes, to the sons of Jacob, to Zebulon and to Nephthali. And here there's reference made to that. And there's the Savior going through the region of Galilee and into Nazareth. And Nazareth was the uh, chief city there in the lower region of Galilee. And as he goes through Nazareth, he's going to Capernaum, which is not far from there. And that's where the Savior dwelt during his earthly ministry. He made his base and his home there at Capernaum. In verse 15, there's a particular reference made at the end of that verse, and it tells us that it is Galilee of the Gentiles. Galilee of the Gentiles, or it could be read, a Galilee of the nations. And that particular area received that name because of the mixed races that had gathered there, the Jews and the Gentiles together. But that region was renowned for something in particular, and it was a spiritual darkness. 
That region was looked upon as a place of heathenism, of paganism, and above all other places, this was a place that was characterized by that spiritual darkness. And therefore, it was a place that came to be looked upon with contempt, most especially by the Jews. To be from that region was really something of a reproach. And many would have been derided because they simply came from that particular area. They were looked upon with scorn. For example, over in the book of Acts and the chapter 2, and Acts chapter 2 describes there the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit of God came down and they began to speak in other tongues or in other languages. And in Acts 2 and the verse 7, it says, And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And so you can see how they used that term there, Galileans, to speak as scornfully of the disciples. And Peter and Andrew and James and John were from that particular region. And how could they be doing such things? Or are these that speak not Galileans, just an ignorant people? And so it was a most despised place. You could remember perhaps in John chapter 1, and there was a conversation there in John 1 between Philip and Nathaniel. And it tells us there that whenever that conversation took place in verse 45 of John 1, that Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And so there's reference made by Philip to the region. It's the region of Galilee, and he makes mention of that chief city in the lower region of Galilee. That was Nazareth, and Jesus became known as Jesus of Nazareth. And Nathanael replied to Philip in verse 46, Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, Come and see. My Nathaniel, when he thought about that place, about the region of Galilee and about Nazareth in particularly, he said, Can any good thing come out of that place? Nathaniel struggled with the idea that the Messiah would come from such a place of low estimation. But Jesus took that title upon himself by way of reproach that he was Jesus of Nazareth. But it was considered to be a spiritually dark place. And yet it is here. It is here that our text of Scripture is revealing to us that the light would shine that the light of the gospel would shine brightly here. And when you look there at our text of Scripture in Matthew 4 and verse 16, it says, The people which sat in darkness saw great light. And that was really a fulfillment of prophecy. 
Because the prophet Isaiah had penned the words in Isaiah 9 and the verse 2, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. And Isaiah had prophesied of it happening all those hundreds of years before. And whenever the Savior came forth, that prophecy has now been fulfilled. The people which sat in darkness saw great light. And that's my thought in the gospel this evening. Seeing the light. Seeing the light of the gospel. And seeing the light of the gospel in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so in looking together at this text of Scripture, there are just three simple points that I want to leave before you tonight. Three points that we find on the very surface of this text of Scripture. It speaks to us firstly about the sinner. And it refers to the sinner as the people which sat in darkness. And what a description of the sinner that is, the people which sat in darkness. And we have said that in the context, it's referring there to the Galileans. But it must not be restricted to the Galileans. No, we have to say that this description of the people which sat in darkness It's a fitting description for all who are still outside of Christ. It's a fitting description for each one that is unconverted. It applies to all those that have never come to saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. They're the people which sat in darkness, and there's the darkness of the sinner. We're all familiar with darkness Today we had the sunshine, and now as it comes into the evening, the sun has gone down and the light has turned to darkness, and there's the darkness of the night, but that's not the darkness of this text. There's the darkness as well of those who are blind, literally blind. They're enveloped in that continual darkness day after day. They lack that sight. And our heart would certainly go out to such who suffer that particular affliction, the darkness of the blind. But that's not the darkness of this text. It's not the darkness of the night. It's not the darkness of being blind. This verse is speaking about a spiritual darkness. It's speaking about the darkness of the heart of the sinner. It's speaking about the darkness of the soul. And due to a lack of God's truth and due to a lack of saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, there's that spiritual darkness. Isn't that what the Apostle Paul referred to in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and the verse 4? And he said, the God of this world, and that's the devil, the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine in unto them. 
And so the unsaved soul is one who sits in spiritual darkness and the devil wants to keep you in the dark. The darkness of the sinner. When you look at our text of Scripture again, it not only speaks about the darkness of the sinner, but the deadness of the sinner. The end of verse 16, it refers to the shadow of death. They sat in the region and shadow of death. This was a region of death. This was the shadow of death to be there from that particular area. And we would say spiritually where there's an absence of God's truth, where the gospel is not heard, spiritual death reigns under the shadow of death. The text describes a place of such darkness, the territory that's ruled by death, the abode of death. It's the region of death. And it's the shadow of death. My, whenever you think of the shadow, and especially the shadow of death, that's a cold shadow. And it paints a very bleak picture here of the people, and they're sitting there in the darkness, and they're sitting with that deadness. They're in the region and the shadow of death. Ought to be a warning to us. Ought to be a lesson tonight that you take away God's word. And you take away the light of the gospel, you're left with nothing but darkness and deadness. You see in our land today, that's exactly what the devil is seeking to do. He's wanting to put out the light of Holy Scripture. The devil is wanting to remove any vestige of the gospel or of Christianity from our society wants to remove the standards of God's Word, wants to remove the principles that God's Word would set down, wants to cast aside the commandments of God. And once you take away the light of God's Word, you're left with nothing but darkness and deadness, the region and the shadow of death. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. That's spiritual deadness. The unconverted soul is dead spiritually in trespasses and in sins. And they're left in that state of darkness and of deadness. Thinking about the sinner as well, there's also the danger of the sinner. Our text of Scripture says the people which sat in darkness. Whenever we look back there to Isaiah, whenever he made the prophecy, there's a slight difference there in what Isaiah penned. He wrote in Isaiah 9 and the verse 2, the people that walked in darkness. And so whenever Isaiah penned the words, he spoke about a people who were walking in darkness. But when we come to Matthew's gospel and the chapter 4 and the verse 16, it says, the people which sat in darkness. That would seem to indicate to us an even greater danger. 
because they're just sitting there inactive. They're no longer up and about. They're no longer active, as it were. My, if they were still walking about and they were active, it would indicate that there was uh, some kind of hope there. But just to sit down and to remain in the one place, it would seem to be that neither they're beyond hope, humanly speaking. They've sat in darkness and sat in that state of deadness and sitting in danger. And in the gospel, there are those who have sat under the sound of gospel preaching, and they have just sat on and sat on. And for many's a long year, they keep on sitting, and they just continue as they are. And they maybe say within the quietness of their heart, I'll hardly change now. They'll just sit on. They know they're not saved. But they sit on. It's a very dangerous position to sit in darkness and in the region and shadow of death. The danger is that that soul that sits on inactive could slip away into eternity and end up in hell for all eternity. The danger of the sinner But I want us to come, secondly, tonight from the thought of the sinner to the thought of the Savior. When you look at our text of Scripture, it says, The people which sat in darkness saw great light. They saw great light. And whether it's in Isaiah 9 and verse 2 or whether it's Matthew 4 and verse 16, the light that they're referring to is the same light. And that light is the Lord Jesus Christ. He has sprung up there in their midst. Right under their very noses, the Lord Jesus Christ has sprung up. The light has come, and they saw great light. John 8 and the verse 12, the Lord said, I am the light. I am the light of the world. The commencement of John's gospel, there's reference made to that fact that the Lord is the light. John chapter 1 and the verses 4 and 5, John writes, In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And John reveals to us there that the one who would come forth and the one who was uh, the eternal word would be the one that would be that light that would shine in the darkness. Verses 6 and 7 of John 1, it's referring to John the Baptist, and it says there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. 
And the Lord Jesus Christ is the one who can light up the heart and light up the souls of individual, the people that sat in darkness, saw great light. It's Malachi at the end of the Old Testament that speaks about the son of righteousness. And the word son there is not S-O-N, it's S-U-N. The son of righteousness is risen with healing in his wings. And what the son is to the world, the Lord Jesus Christ is to the heart and to the soul of man. He's able to bring that light because he is the light. The light that can take away the darkness of the heart. The life that is able to take away the deadness, that spiritual deadness of the heart. And through the Lord Jesus Christ, we're brought from that danger and we're brought into the family and fold of God. We're taken off the road to hell and we're put upon the road to heaven. They saw the light. Our text says, the people which sat in darkness saw great light. Great light. You would be brought to think about the greatness and the brightness of the light. It tells us of the Lord Jehovah that he dwells in light unapproachable. And it's speaking there about his holiness, the blinding holiness of the Lord. A glimpse of it in Acts chapter 9. Whenever old Saul of Tarsus was making his way to Damascus and he was going there to persecute and to injure God's people. There at noon, the brightest time of the day, there was a light that shone down from heaven that was brighter than the noonday sun. It's the glory of God's presence people which sat in darkness saw great light, the greatness of his person, the greatness of his nature, the greatness of his offices, the greatness of his attributes, the greatness of his perfections. I say tonight the greatness of his love. The love that brought the Lord Jesus Christ into this world. The love that took him to Golgotha. And there on that center tree, the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified. There you can recall the three hours of darkness from the sixth hour through to the ninth hour. But the Lord Jesus Christ there at Calvary, out of that darkness, my, we can say there's great light. The victory of the Savior even there at Calvary. The people which sat in darkness, they saw great light. You see it tonight? The Lord Jesus Christ is that great light to the darkened soul. And so we think about the sinner and we think about the Savior. But as we come to a close tonight, I want you to think about the salvation. 
And just to dwell on those words in our text, the people which sat in darkness saw great light. They saw great light. And it is looking to the Lord Jesus Christ by faith. It's a looking to the Lord Jesus Christ and seeing him tonight with the eye of faith. That sight is a great symbol of faith. Whenever you come to Paul's letter to the Hebrews, and he speaks there about Moses in Hebrews chapter 11 and the verse 27, it tells us there that Moses endured as seeing him who is invisible. Seeing him who is invisible. Because he was seeing him with the eye of faith. You go into Hebrews 12 and the verse 2 and it says, looking unto Jesus. And that's not with the literal eye. That's speaking about faith. It's the look of faith, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of her faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You remember the time in your life when you looked by faith to the Lord. And sometimes whenever the soul is converted, they go back to maybe their friends in the world and they tell them that they've got saved. Their friends could use that expression, oh, they've seen the light. It's actually true. They have seen the light. The Lord Jesus Christ is the light. And they have seen him with the eye of faith. And oh, that even tonight, if there's an unconverted soul, that the Holy Spirit of God would illuminate your heart tonight to the truth of the gospel. And that the light of the gospel would dawn upon your heart. And that you would pass from the region and the shadow of death and you would come into the glorious light and liberty of the gospel of Christ. Now there was hope for those Galileans. Those who were looked upon scornfully. Those who were uh, treated uh, as being ignorant and being in the region and the shadow of death. And a people which sat in darkness. There was hope for them. The light was sprung up there. And they could look to the light. Dear unconverted soul, there's hope for you tonight. You can look to the Lord by faith. And you can come to the light tonight. You need not despair. We didn't read on in the verse 17, but there's the message from the Lord there as he commences his earthly ministry. And it says, From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And the message of the gospel tonight is a call to repentance. Repentance toward God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ with the promise of forgiveness and with the promise of acceptance. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
though the light is come, that each one tonight might see the light and see that great light. That light is the Lord Jesus Christ, the people which sat in darkness saw a great light. May the Lord bless his word to each of our hearts this evening.